This is a dice of Brussels. What does David Cameron want to achieve in relation to sovereignty? Now, this is one of the four buckets that uh, David Cameron uh, has talked about. And if you go back to episode 56, you can hear some general remarks that might be helpful. Sovereignty is the first area that uh, we can discern, that we can see uh, in his uh, series of uh, proposals and ideas that he's thrown out over time. And as I've explained before, it's not a firm list, it's not a definitive list, but it certainly speaks to a core concern. Now we can break these down into two areas within sovereignty. There's one which is around uh, the language of the treaties, and particularly this phrase, ever closer union. And I've discussed in a, an earlier episode, back in episode 25, uh, quite what ever closer union means. Um, so you can listen to that and get some thoughts, but I'll, I'll come back to it here as well. Now, David Cameron seems to want to have some kind of opt-out from uh, that language, and uh, we can consider that. Second area that he uh, wants to think about in terms of sovereignty uh, is in terms of increasing the role of national parliaments. So extending the powers that they have uh, under the Lisbon Treaty, uh, this uh, yellow card procedure, which means that they can uh, raise concerns with the European Commission when a piece of legislation comes through, and producing uh, either some kind of red card uh, procedure where they can actually block legislation, or alternatively, uh, some kind of green card uh, option, which might be that they can offer amendments and revisions and suggestions. So let's look at those two areas uh, in turn. The ever closer union uh, phrase is one that appears in the preamble of the treaty. Now, D David Cameron's argument is, is that this puts the uh, union on a track where there's always going to be more integration, that there's this ratchet of integration that we only ever go forward and we never go back and actually even standing still is hard enough. And at least in symbolic terms, he feels that uh, being able to step aside from that uh, language is something which uh, would send a clear signal about uh, the relative stability of the system. Now, you can understand that, that... It's one of the very few phrases of the treaty, probably the only phrase that people have some sense of in popular debate. However, it's uh, a part of the preamble. It's not uh, a legal commitment, uh, given that there is that stage. And still, it doesn't actually oblige states to have more integration. It's entirely dependent on what they agree in treaty negotiations and what they agree in the normal legislative procedure. So actually, it's uh, something of a, an empty letter in that sense. It, it carries no obligation with it. But certainly uh, for Cameron, it's uh, something which is rhetorically important. However, his chances of getting that uh, opt-out or of changing that language look uh, nigh on uh, non-existent. Uh, it is something which I think uh, a lot of member states have expressed a clear interest in retaining of uh, speaking to the values of working together in a cooperative kind of way. And so for them to step away from that or to offer a, how one offers uh, an opt-out from a preamble um, raises purely legal concerns. Maybe we need to go and find some legal experts to ask them about that. But it certainly raises many more problems than it would uh, resolve.
So again, what we might find is that there's some kind of uh, clarification which says that the preamble in general carries no force uh, and no obligation, but I think anything more than that looks unlikely. By contrast, the the issue around increasing the powers of national parliaments looks like it has a a lot of support. I think a lot of countries have come out saying that they think that this is a sensible idea, one that they want to pursue. However, whether that can be uh, enshrined within the treaty in the way that the yellow card procedure uh, is already, uh, at the moment looks, uh, again, very unlikely that the timescale simply isn't there for a treaty reform. So it might be a future commitment Uh, to add. Instead, it might be some kind of understanding that if the yellow card procedure is invoked, that it might be possible to uh, then treat that as either a red card procedure or as a way into negotiations. So already we can see that even within this package, there are going to be very different kinds of attitudes coming through from different member states. The technical issues that will be associated with this are going to vary enormously. Our last point on this. Think about the national parliament aspect. Generically, national parliaments are not uh, really constrained in what they can do, that they have uh, pretty much uh, as much latitude as they like to control their executives, control their governments. So you might argue that actually if Gabriel Cameron wants the parliament to have more power over EU policymaking and the way the system works, that actually Parliament can do that by itself, and it doesn't actually need a renegotiation with the treaty. We'll come back to that in a later episode.